as a kid, what was the worst mischief that you ever got into? Oh man. Uh, so this one time, me and my friend were at a restaurant, um, and we had this mm-hmm. great idea to go into the bathroom and uh, plug the sink and turn the water on and see if we could flood the entire restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, it didn't work. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that bathroom. And I don't even think we got the sink halfway full. I think my friend like ratted on us for some odd reason. Like, wait, under no the pressure. Same friend. Yeah, the he, same he was. Friend? He was with me, and he's like, it? I guess he started feeling bad. Like we were driving away from the restaurant, and he was like, Ah, we gotta come clean. <laughs> no. And we got in a big trouble for that. <sighs> It didn't even well, didn't, like you go back in the sink's not even full of water. It's like, bruh. Your friend is very virtuous. That guy. <laughs> that guy. That guy. I, I think, think he's in jail now. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> um, the worst trouble that I think I've ever been in. So, I was like early high school. I I I just started seeing my first girlfriend. Oh, yeah, well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, just started seeing my first girlfriend. We were on the phone a lot. My brother was upset about that. We were alone at our house. I lived on a farm. Uh, No one around us, except for maybe, maybe my sister's house, which was down the street. We're going back and forth. He takes the phone from me and mm-hmm. starts, like, talking to her. And I got, like, really upset. And <laughs> there was a ba- baseball bat around. He locked me out of the house. And I was, and I was like, don't, let me back in the house now. And I hit, I hit the window on the, on the door. It was like full, full, full window, like three set, a set of three. I hit the middle one and it broke it. I then was like, uh, hey, I got to call you back. <laughs> like, as, as soon as, because Ross goes, Dan's in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, I gotta call you back. So, hang up the phone. Uh, uh, like, co- like get him to collude with me. And like, all right. So it wasn't the baseball bat. I didn't do it. It was a chicken. He goes, nobody's going to believe that. <laughs> it was a chicken. <laughs> so, so these kids just the, popped up in our front yard, started playing baseball. <laughs> the next thing we do, our mistake was my mistake was that I didn't wait to tell anybody. I didn't wait until somebody got home to tell anyone. I just called the first person that I could. And it was my sister. And I said, hey, a chicken flew out of the tree and broke the glass window on the door. <laughs> and she was like, okay, where'd you put the body? And I was like, uh, the, the, bo- the, bo- the um, I, I the threw it in the field. Body. And she, she goes, Dan, you would not have, you would not have done that. I'm coming over. <laughs> so yeah i call bs (laughs) yeah (laughs) so not a good liar isn't that the worst when you immediately get called out like (laughs) you're trying to cover something up and and whoever it is is just like they just know you too well (laughs) no that did not happen dan (laughs) well i think that's a good start to this first episode of season two of Marvel Topics. 
in which we're going to be covering the hey. Marvel Studios TV show Loki. I am I'm Dan Finity. I am a Marvel fan from back in the day, and with and and my my esteemed co-host D Flawless is here. Why don't Why don't you introduce yourself, sir? Tell people where they can find you. Hello, people of the internet. My name is D Flawless, and I am burdened with glorious purpose. <laughs> that's it. That's the intro. That's it. That's the intro right that's there. That's all you get. <laughs> you got to figure everything else out. Yeah. Yeah. You got to show me so, you want it. All right. <laughs> so why don't we go ahead and dive into the episode? Uh, so what, when Loki was first announced and seeing the teaser trailer for it, what did you, what did you think of it initially? Like, I thought it would be filler. I thought it would be Marvel filler. I thought it'd be a fun little thing. Um, I was excited for it because everyone loves Owen Wilson. Mm -hmm. Um, and I thought there would be some cool stuff, but I didn't think anything majorly important within the MCU universe would happen in this show. Um, yeah. But I may have been mistaken. <laughs> Boy, were we wrong. <laughs> what I, about you? I kind of had the same thing. Like, it was like, I thought it was going to be Doctor Who. It was going to be MCU Doctor Who, right? Yeah, like Monster of the Week type of thing. Right. And so, and maybe partially a swan song for tom hiddleston's loki uh d like giving him such a spotlight for a character that is as popular as loki is i thought there was no way they would like after this he he would continue but i think i'm wrong about that too <laughs> Oh, so. I, th I think I think he's in for the long haul, man. I, th oh, I, I, I think yeah. I think he's having fun too. That's what I like, you know. He's like, I think he likes being Loki. Well, and this is kind of a perfect role for him because he gets to do these really dramatic depths, which he's really good at, and right. these little and he also gets, bits. <laughs> he gets yeah. to get like really silly. It's all over, and Loki is like the Shakespearean character, right? It's perfect. Like, yeah, perfect casting, perfect. man. Since day one. Tom Hiddleston has been like, I didn't know who he was until Avengers, um, mm -hmm. and he was cast as Loki. And props, props to the casting department at Marvel, man. Like he's perfect. Yeah, he was like, I think maybe I saw him in like something, like from BBC back in the day. Yeah. But yeah, other than that, just excellent through and through. Um, so this episode opens up in 2012 when Loki has been caught by the Avengers and it kind of merges the Avengers, uh, the first Avengers movie with what happened in Endgame with the time heist. Yeah. Right. Just a straight up copy pasta of the, the Endgame section where Loki escapes. Yeah. There was very, <laughs> there was very much a scene in between like. When the, all the Avengers and Loki get on the elevator, and then down below, there is very much a scene in between where Loki waves. Yeah, and it uh -huh. was it was very much like, all right, can we get a pickup of you waving at the at the at Hulk <laughs> while he's off screen? 
All right, cool. Thank you. Thank you. you All go. right. Yeah. That's that's a wrap on that take. <laughs> that's it, Tom. Great work, buddy. <laughs> that's it. Loki gets Loki, of course, gets the Tesseract uh, due to some fu- some fumbling uh, on Ant-Man and Tony Stark's behalf. And I, the Hulk, I, the Hulk's not really responsible for that. I don't think he didn't know. He's he's the Hulk. They he's should the Hulk. know what to expect. All he know is smash. Um, so Loki gets teleport, like he grabs the Tesseract, disappears, gets teleported to Mongolia in the Gobi, Gobi Desert. Mm-hmm. I and, think, uh, so he, he knows how to use the Tesseract. Yes. So I think he purposely sent himself to the Gobi Desert, which was an odd choice. Yeah. Uh, also, <laughs> given the, the fact that. that he sent himself flying. <laughs> like head first into the sand unless he did that on purpose to break the shackles but i don't know <laughs> yeah i i don't know something about that didn't say this is happening on purpose this just said <laughs> hey i need to get out of here and then just like <laughs> like, like take me wherever hedges. you want to take me now <laughs> let's go <laughs> and so it was very much a homer into the hedges type situation <laughs> not knowing what was on the other side and so right. like he falls. He sees. He 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 meets some 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 folks. I, I love the language. How his first instinct is to find a pedestal, <laughs> get on top of well, it, and go through his spiel. I love Loki, the, man. <laughs> yeah. And previous to the show, I had asked you like what your favorite Loki was. In, in comics or the MCU, and you were like, like Avengers Loki. And this right. is very much an Avengers Loki. That's movie. him, man. He's just, oh, <laughs> I got an audience. <laughs> of course I will perform. And so <laughs> he, like, he stands up, and he is instantly met by the Time Variance Authority, the TVA. Uh, what, what were your thoughts we have- when they first showed up? Yeah, I thought it was cool. Um, I thought he was going to, you know, kind of give them a run for their money. They were like, nah, they just they just took them out, man. Uh, Mm -hmm. Do we have a name for this uh, this this cop? This uh, I guess this lead cop, this lady. Does she have? But of course we do. Her name (laughs) is Hunter B-15. Hunter B-15. She's like kind of a no nonsense character. I wonder if she's going to be like uh, throughout the show. I hope like, so. If, if I her really and Loki are so. going to get into it, like time and again, because I kind of like their interactions. She's just like no nonsense. When she hit him with the time stick, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and he's he's just going blah blah blah. Yeah, the slow mo in the mouth. That time? was I was dying. I rewind it. I rewinded it. <laughs> they let that play for so long. <laughs> I was like, you're moving at one to sixteenth speed, but you're feeling all this pain in real time. (laughs) I was like, oh, that's cruel. (laughs) Um, so they show up and arrest Loki, and they take him in. This show has a very like, like I said, my er first early impression was that it would be very Doctor Who, but it seems Mm -hmm. more Men in Black. And I'm oh, absolutely. really into that. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. And I love how they all have, you know, they have their little rules. And I love mm-hmm. rules. I think we've talked about this on the show. I love yeah. rules. 
Yeah. Well, rules build the world, right? Like, right. if something, if you have, like, in just as in real life, there are rules to every. No one can fly. No one, <laughs> like, right. of their own volition. No one, like, there's a set reality to it. And when you establish rules, it does that for you. Mm-hmm. And so, even in this fantastical realm, you know, you can start to learn these limitations, right? Right. So, <laughs> they they arrest him. He goes through the rigmarole of getting strip searched. Uh, <laughs> I love by confirm that you're not a robot. <laughs> <laughs> Why? So, what happens? Well, how if I'm would a I robot? know if I was a robot? <laughs> <laughs> and that pause before walking in the machine where he's just like, wait, hold on. What if I'm a robot? Because, <laughs> <laughs> Dan, can you tell me definitively, 100%, that you're not a robot? I cannot. There, there <laughs> no one can. <laughs> no one can. No one can. Just one day you wake up with a thirst for human blood. That's what I'm assuming robots run on. Yeah. And... You know, when your death protocol activates. <laughs> 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 so, so I love uh, the uh, the the I, what are we gonna call this guy? The stenographer. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> it's like uh, sign this, <laughs> sign sign this, and say that that it says that um, this is everything that you've ever said. What? Prints out a new paper. <laughs> <laughs> this is ridiculous. Prints out another one. <laughs> And I love how he knows not to say anything until he leaves that room. <laughs> it's just so bureaucratic. It's so cartoonishly bureaucratic. I love it. And tedious. Yeah. And, and Loki's calling it out the whole time. He's just like, yeah. highlighted. this is so tedious. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> um, he gets in line. He takes a ticket, which is important. Uh-huh. <laughs> to go see the judge. Uh, and during that time, we are introduced to Miss Minute, who is basically exposition mach- machine in the form of the yes. DNA guy from uh, Jurassic Park. Dinosaurs. <laughs> that was my dinosaurs. <laughs> Southern accent and everything. <laughs> yeah. So uh, she talks about how there was a previous multiversal war which seems bonkers to me. Yeah. Especially as like a comic book fan where there is a multiverse in Marvel mm-hmm. and they kind of have been have been kind of fine-lined into one space since like uh Jonathan Hickman's like Secret War. Have you ever yeah. read any of of the Secret War books? I haven't I, I have to get caught up on it. I kind of I kind of know the gist of it, but I haven't read them myself. Jonathan Hickman's run is really fun. Just about anything Jonathan Hickman writes, I'm I'm like a huge fan of. Uh, he wrote Fantastic Four. Um, he's currently writing X Men and building that world for Marvel. Um, nice. And if you like rules, he's a guy that establishes rules very early <laughs> nice. about what what the world is, how they're going to experience it, and then kind of like rolls through. But they like the Secret War. His Secret War was really cool. Um, so there's a multiversal war and the only thing that brought them all into line were these three timekeepers who merged all the timelines into the sacred timeline. 
Um, does one of them look like Kevin Feige to you? I'd have to go back and look at it. I kind of, it was, <laughs> that part was kind of a blur. I, I kind you know, anytime it's like, okay, this is exposition time. I kind of, you know, I'm paying attention, but I'm like, you know. Yeah. And it is very much like, here's all the rules for this. Just right. don't think too hard about it. Um, so we find I'm out. I'm probably like, going to watch it again right after this. Probably, yeah, because I'm probably going to end up watching it three times today. Once for this, once with Jenny, and then once with, I think we're doing it for Community Night in the Discord. Nice. And so we have, we find out that Nexus events create variants. So like the when an unauthorized variance in the time stream happens, <clears throat> the the TVA come in, they grab the culprit, and then wipe the timeline. Now, so I know this no is splinters. important. The Nexus yes. event, because we've had a, I, uh, wouldn't Scarlet Witch be a Nexus event? She like in other, she's she's not bound. I, I, am I understanding that right? Am I, or am I thinking of something else? Because I, I know Nexus events I, are important in Marvel. Yeah, and I like I think you are correct in that in in that um, notion because so. What is revealed later in the in the in the court scene is that like so Loki blames the Avengers. He he just, he yes, represents himself yes, in court. Was, I like this, and he blames the Avengers for for skewing the timeline. And the judge comes back and says, "No, that was planned. Like yeah, that or, was all part of the plan. That was supposed to happen. Not that. Or yeah, is it is it planned or is it? I don't know. They, that w- that was supposed to happen. Like, yeah, yeah, that was." That was a thing that that um, like it was already that accounted was part for. of this timeline. Yeah, it was accounted for. You, however, are a variant. You are not um, supposed to pick up that tesseract, sir. Right. Which also calls into question. So, when Stephen Strange viewed all the possible realities and the possible timelines and the possible outcomes that could ever happen, and the one way that they could win, right? Mm-hmm. This brings a question as to whether that was actually fate, or if it was of like, it was just random occurrence, right? So the it, it's, it, I think they're, and I hope they have thought this all the way through, and I can only assume they have. Yeah, because to me, it's like it's a little bit of both. The fact that Loki is able to pick up the Tesseract and be in trouble means that mm-hmm. people can do what they want, but mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the Time Authority is not going to be happy about it. So it's like... Yeah. <laughs> there's it's, some notion of free will there. It's an interesting paradox, yeah. Yeah, there's some notion of free will there, but yeah, I don't know. It's it, <clears throat> very interesting. Um and then it's like, is, is it fate or is it just, you know, or is it just what has been uh, accounted for? You know, because the, the yeah. multiverse is basically the, the idea that there is infinite universes wherein you've made infinite different decisions and choices and whatnot and, and all that. Mm-hmm. It reminds me very much like the TVA reminds me very much. Have you seen the movie Soul? Yes. Pixar yes. movie Soul. They remind yeah, me it's of basically like so. the governing body. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's just a bunch of nerds <laughs> mm-hmm. who care about order and and 
and how um, that affects the the universal timeline rather than the individual story. Um, so then, before like he he sees what happens if you don't take a ticket, you get erased. Now the TVA have some pretty cool tools. Um, <laughs> one of them you get is pruned. The time stick, <laughs> the time stick that prunes you. <laughs> I love it because it's a branch. I, I was like, why are they saying prune? And then I was like, oh, it's a branch. You prune the branches. And then yeah, I was you prune. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, yeah, so they can prune you with the time stick. They have like a bomb-like device that erases entire timelines. Which becomes important later on in the episode. And then they have... The little I don't know what else. Collar. <laughs> yeah, uh, like it just it remind it reminded me of Anthem when I played it, where where you get rubber banded back to the place <laughs> <laughs> that you came from. Yeah, <laughs> like no, I want to go over there and I'm back on the cliff. I want to go back <laughs> over there and I'm back on the cliff. <laughs> so, so that was pretty interesting, but and. We see we see another variant get completely pruned, just erased, uh, yeah. before going into the 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 courtroom. Which <clears throat> the title sequence, I think it's the coolest title sequence in anything Marvel has done. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, it's very simple. It's very clean. the The synth music in the background makes uh-huh. it sound super sci fi, and then the then it, it opened. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, w- what else were you thinking there? <clears throat> no, I, I, mean, I loved it, <laughs> and, and it seems like, from what I can gather, the the whole courtroom thing is just uh, uh, what is it? A formality. <laughs> if you yeah. find yourself in that courtroom, you're getting you're a done. race, bud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unless Owen Wilson comes save you. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, like, we're introduced after the, after the title credit to Owen Wilson's character, uh, who was Agent Mobius. He doesn't reveal that name until much later, uh, which is kind of interesting. Um, and he is investigating a hunter who has been murdered in, fifth, like, the 1500s France. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's, there's crime going on. Uh, Owen Wilson looks, like... I, I've never expected to see Owen Wilson with gray hair. Yeah. Yet here we are. <laughs> and cool, man. Yeah. Like, like he look, he looks good in it. And it's like, I haven't seen him in a while in anything. So this is kind of like a nice. Wow. Like, reintroduction. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> so he comes through, he's investigating a murder. Talks to a little girl, asks who it is, and she points to a stained glass window of a devil. Mm-hmm. So, I want to talk about this a little bit, too, because this is the second time that any iconography pointing to Mephisto from Marvel Comics has been used in the lead-up to, like, I think I think this is a lead-up to Doctor Strange. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Multiverse of Madness, hundred uh, percent. Yeah. Um, who did you think when they first arrived in the church, and they said it looks like it's him again? Who did you think they were talking about? I had no idea. It could have been 
it could have been like four or five different people in the comics. Like I immediately thought Kang. Yeah. Okay. I know he's into time travel, and I was like, Yeah, Kang doesn't use knives. Not that I'm aware of. And I was like, But that was where my mind went. But yeah, he usually uses like a big blaster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he got no time for knives. Yeah. I thought that was super interesting because they are using these little interstitial TV shows to lead up to their big blockbuster events. And if Mephisto is the big heavy, (laughs) yeah, if Mephisto is the big heavy, this is this is the equivalent of Destiny seasonal content. Yeah, yeah. But here's the thing. I don't I don't know if Marvel will pull the trigger on Mephisto. I think they'll reference him and tease him and, and get the fans all riled up and it'll just be someone else. I th- I think yeah. we're, we we might be leading more towards Doctor Doom or Galactus or 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 a, a more oh, yeah. cosmic <laughs> a more cosmic threat than yeah. Mephisto. I'd be really shocked if they go full on Mephisto. I think they'll keep doing these little references and teases. Yeah, I know Klee is supposed to show up in the Multiverse of Madness, the second Doctor Strange mm-hmm. movie. When like she is his daughter, so I I, I don't know. I think, well, then, I yeah. think they're I mean, leading- well. If she shows up, then hey, all bets are off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, I could see them kind of like drawing it. Like maybe not the same way that they did Thanos. Like Thanos was like a big ten year plan type thing. Yeah, this like I would hope that they would do it like maybe as like a five year thing. Yeah, like. Harry, here's the payoff for five years worth of storytelling here. <laughs> nope, you gotta wait another ten years. <laughs> oh my god. Um if the genre is even around. around. Know, right? <laughs> you gotta imagine uh, some of you this is gonna sound more you know what I'm not gonna say it. No, what no I'm gonna go, say it. You go. know, some of your fan base is gonna die off <laughs> before <laughs> before you can finish. We gotta shorten this out. We're getting old, Marvel. You can't so, <laughs> can't keep telling these 10 year stories <laughs> some of these millennials who were your bread and butter are now grandparents at this point yeah. <laughs> it can't take you 10 years to tell every story exactly <laughs> <laughs> so loki is in the courtroom he is saved at the last possible minute by agent mobius mm-hmm. owen wilson's character who says hey i like i feel like i could like i could use him right yeah. And the so, judge kind of, which props to Owen Wilson and uh, whoever, I, I forget the actress, or I don't know the actress that plays the judge. Seems like there's a little history there. Uh, but she also yeah. kind of immediately knows what he's thinking. So it seems like he's up to something. Uh, yeah. Owen Wilson's character, Mobius. Detective Maybe Mobius. he's done it before. Maybe. Who yeah, who knows? But like the line that stuck out to me was like... Uh, you know, I love it when you look down on me. It's a good look on yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like something along those lines. <laughs> that's that's some classic Owen Wilson right there. Just... <laughs> classic. Um, so Mobius uh, takes Loki, and they're walking down the hallway, and they show the vast vista of what, wherever this place in time is, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just stacks on stacks and stacks of buildings and, and yeah. vehicles and all sorts of stuff. Um, I like that Loki's kind of shocked by it. Yeah, because like he's seen Val, he's seen Asgard. He's yeah, like As- 
It was like Asgard cranked to 11. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just insane. And like, he he's like, none of this is real. And Owen's right. like, no, no. Yeah, like it is. I'm going to just keep calling him Owen. But that's it fine. Reminded me, <laughs> <laughs> it reminded me of. So his name being Agent Mobius and that kind of vast. Are you familiar with the French comic book artist Mobius at all? I am not. Look into his work because that scene looks like something that he would have just created. He's he's really into these big cityscapes with really fine details. And it looked like I thought it was funny that his name he introduced his name as Mobius after that scene. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Um they go for an interview in which Owen Wilson is basically asking if Loki likes to hurt people. Mm-hmm. Rewinds and shows shows him parts of his life where he it looks like he has enjoyed murdering folks. Yeah. <laughs> now is this better, better. is this the part where we get the the line from Loki? None of this is real. This is an illusion. Uh, how does he say it? An illusion by it's the a weak. cruel. It's a cruel, elaborate trick conjured by the weak to inspire fear. Yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. Yeah, and I like how he brings yeah. it back at the end. Oh heck yeah! <laughs> so, like, he he brings up he brings up that that notion that this is all that this is all just a trick, um, and it isn't. And uh, part of it was like he to get uh, Owen's care like Mo- Mobius is trying to figure out um, his motivations, why he mm-hmm. wants to be the ruler of all. When really he's just been a stepping stone for other people's greatness. Yeah, he's a MacGuffin. Yeah, he's been a MacGuffin. And so, yeah, and so, like, you can kind of tell that like Loki is a bit in, bit in his feelings <laughs> at that mm-hmm. notion, and um, like a little side tangent that they do here before they really hit him in the guts of his emotions. Like they show Loki as DB Cooper. Are you yeah. familiar with that story? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that that's awesome. so nuts! Yeah, uh, and then they show him uh, Frigga's death, mm-hmm. and that he was the cause, inevitably, of her passing, and it got to him. Yeah. So. It's uh th- that was that Which, was pretty again great nonverbal acting from Tom Hiddleston. He's just it's, yeah, it's just all in his face. You just see him reacting. Yeah. Um, B fifteen comes in and interrupts the interview, leading to Loki escaping. Yeah. Now I clocked this because you know mm-hmm. I'm a I love a good con movie. And as mm-hmm. soon as Loki fell and Owen Wilson gives him a hand, and I was like, uh, you can't touch him. He's going to pickpocket yeah. you. <laughs> He's got you. And I knew it. I was just waiting for it. Then he starts searching for his little uh, remote control. Um, I didn't catch that at all. I, and he calls I, him I, a little scamp. <laughs> uh, yeah. I clocked it immediately. Anytime a known con artist touches anybody, like in a, in a show, mm-hmm. like if I see any contact, I was oh, he took something off of him. <laughs> <laughs> I love so, it. Um, but I, yeah. I also really like 
the fact that all right, because Loki, he is the god of mischief. Okay. Yeah. So he is very competent in mm-hmm. in what he does. So sometimes it has been for centuries. Right. So sometimes he'll he'll play the role of, you know, I'm you know you're in control. But we see how he just totally took control of the situation, <laughs> like yeah. just on a on a dime. And I thought that was awesome. Like he's like, all right, he's not just he's not just everybody's punching bag. He he can he can handle himself. Yeah, and I think they needed to establish that because they in in the show they've taken so much power away from him. Right, and they gave it back to him in 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 this little sequence here. Right, they give they give him some agency. Right in that, um, so he escapes. He sees Casey, who was the front desk worker who took the the, uh, Tesseract when it first comes out. And I think he said something about like, oh, this looks dumb when he he got the cube. (laughs) I thought was funny. That actor, whenever he's in something. I love that he didn't know what a fish was. With Loki's cutting like, my... I'm gonna cut you like a fish. He's like, okay, it's like, tell me what a fish is before. He's like, before I, I want to know what I'm being threatened with. <laughs> <laughs> it was perfect. It was perfect. Well done. Um, so Casey gives him the tesseract, and as he opens the drawer, he's looking through, and he sees so many infinity stones. infinity stones just like. Like pieces of gum or candy, just like in the drawer. <laughs> yeah, he's like Infinity Stones. Like, what do you? Why do you? Like, you have so many of these. He's like, oh yeah, some of the guys use them as paperweights. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I love how that's when it hits Loki. Yeah. <laughs> like that, what's really happening? He's like, what does he say? Is this the greatest power in the universe? <laughs> yeah, and it's like the inevitability of it too. Yeah, because he ends up going back to the interview room and he's winding through his life and seeing all the, all the touching moments Mm -hmm. leading up to inevitably his demise when he's, when he's finally uh, accepted by his father, when he's finally accepted by his brother Mm -hmm. and his brother said, and and Thor says, you know, I thought that we would fight side by side forever, you know, like that kind of stuff. It's hitting him right in the guts. And it's like you can tell that it's kind of changing his motivation. This is this is a Loki who never experienced this kind of acceptance. And this is this scene is so cool because we now have we have three Lokis, essentially three main Lokis, right? So there's Avengers Loki, who's original, um, who then through the course of the MCU, as we've seen it, became kind of a a somewhat ally. Um, And then we have this Loki, who was Avengers Loki. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now we see another character turn because he's seen his life play out. Um mm-hmm. and you can kind of see it once again because of Hiddleston's, you know, great acting. You can just kind of see the character change, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. And like he he kind of sees himself in that role of a stepping stone to greatness. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, especially when I think when Thanos comes around. When yeah. Thanos comes around, there is there is a recognition of what he sacrificed to work with Thanos and then to die by his hand yeah. is the ultimate betrayal for him. Yeah. And you, you kind of – it's almost like you can see him make a decision to break himself out of that. Yeah. And I thought that was super cool. Yeah. Shortly before – 
or shortly <laughs> shortly thereafter, B15 comes in to then prune this Loki, and he once again shows how competent he is. Yeah, he just like owns her. <laughs> he just owns her. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, with the rewind. Yeah, <laughs> I loved it though. He just, he just, just completely stop. So, stop, so stop it, 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 it right. stop, stop it. it. So it makes you think if sometimes he lets himself lose fights just to kind of figure out what's going on, and then, yeah. and then he always know. stands in his own way. Right. He he stands in his own way for the most part, but he like, and and I think that what you touched on earlier. When he he called uh, Mobius comes back into the room and he's just sitting there with the Tesseract. He doesn't have the time collar on. He doesn't have the time twister mm-hmm. on. He's just sitting there of his own volition. And he's like, he sees himself as the cruel, elaborate trick. Con- he, he says he doesn't like killing, but it has to be part of it because mm-hmm. that is the cruel, elaborate trick conjured by the weak to inspire fear because he wants to be taken seriously and he's not been taken seriously and so right that's why he does the bad things that he does because he wants you know he wants he wants respect basically yeah i mean what it boils down to he wants respect yeah and so he agrees to help um he agrees to help mobius in his quest and at the end of the episode, we see a group of Minutemen or hunters uh, in 1800s Oklahoma, where a branch has been spread, or a branch has cropped up. They go out, they find that a uh, a piece of gear from the, did they say the 30th century? Mm-hmm. Or yeah. something like that. Yeah. It's it looks highly advanced. It has like all these like kind of cool runes on it. Um and then uh the hunter the hunter on this on the scene goes, Yeah, there's oil, so this guy's got a time machine. Yeah. Like, I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Like it it like not it did did you take that as he somebody was using something other than what they used to travel through time? That's how I understood yeah. it. I was, yeah. you know, Be, like he, it's like it's a black, like it's a black market substitute for whatever yeah. they're using. Yeah. Which could tie into Kang. Yes, yeah, so that's that's what I was thinking. It's, it's <clears> like <throat> so maybe. Yeah. I think you know, could it be like two different things? Like low, you know, or did they? Is this the re- yeah? So they already revealed that they're tracking Loki, mm-hmm. another version of Loki. So I yeah. think Loki is using whatever his method is, but there's also another person, almost like an Easter egg, yeah, who's using a time machine. And you know what? It would not surprise me at all if Kang were the big bad of this series, and he's framing Loki for some sort of time yeah. heist of his own later on. Could be. Yeah. Could be. Like, I think. So. I think. Now, K- I mean, it's time, man. Kang. Yeah, he, it's time. It's Kang. Yeah, the evil Doctor Who of the universe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has to be Kang. And so, with that, I think that that makes this even more interesting because I didn't even think of that when I watched it. You know, there's certain things that crop up in Marvel 
you know, mm-hmm. time, it's Kang, you know, mm-hmm. uh, clones, uh, you know, cr- uh, the uh, scrolls. It, it's there's certain things you just you just yeah. attribute to certain villains. This and if if what they're if if, if what if it is Kang, that kind of fi- fills in a piece of my Young Avengers theory from last season that they're slowly but surely grabbing all the Young Avengers together. Mm-hmm. So we know that we're going to have uh, Kate Bishop as as a Hawk, Hawkeye substitute in the whatever the next series is for them. We have Cassie, who has now been aged up to be in her teens. Um, so she like would fill in the giant man role on that team. Um, we have uh oh Eli from Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. Eli Bradley, who fills in as Patriot. We have the twins from WandaVision. They're like they're like we're one step away from it. Basically. Yeah, I mean, if we, this we is have Kang, all pieces, basically. If this is Kang, the, that storyline was led by Iron Lad, who was who who is wearing a vision suit, basically, like a futuristic <laughs> vision suit. Yeah. And he was a younger version of Kang who then fought against himself because he didn't want to be that person. Right. So. We're getting the pieces together. That sounds super cool. <laughs> I'm hoping that's go. true. I'm hoping there that's true. There we right. go. We've yeah. unlocked the pieces. Hopefully uh, Marvel We've doesn't come uh, take us away in the night and <laughs> to silence us. <laughs> if this is true, we should start writing for him. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> so outside of that, um, we're led to the end of the episode. Uh, what What do you think? What? What do you think will happen in the series? Like big prediction time. Uh, big prediction. I think yeah. we're going to get. I think we're going to get the name Kang. I don't know if we're going to get a full on Kang reveal. Yeah. Um, I Other than that, I, there's it's too early. The, this show is such uh, is such a independent you know, thing that I, I can't really yeah. kind of predict where it's going to go. So uh, I'm along for the ride at this point. But I do think because we're dealing with time, I think we're going to mm-hmm. at the very least get the name Kang. Maybe a, you know, maybe a, a quick glimpse, kind of like a la uh, Thanos at the end of the first Avengers. We just get that quick little face turn, face reveal. Um, But other than that, I you know, I'm along for the ride. What about you? Um. So going back to the interview where um, Mobius is interviewing Loki and he's saying, look, like you get something, you'll get something out of this. Like, what do you want? And I Mm. think by the end of this, Loki in a MCU without a Loki and no real way to reintroduce him outside of some act of a god. Mm-hmm. I think, or 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 what is it? The timekeepers outside of the timekeepers, I have a feeling that he will earn his place back in the MCU because of his actions during this show. I can see that. Yeah, like either through 
legit means with the TVA or <laughs> some some timey wimey BS <laughs> that, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that he ends up pulling <laughs> along the way. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Ma- so. Him making a big save in a in a movie. Uh, yeah. You know, kind of like, uh, you know, Falcon on your left. Uh, yeah. One of those type of deals. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. So I, I can see them like reintroducing him into the, if this unless this is a swan song for Tom Hiddleston, which it doesn't in this episode. It doesn't feel like that. I hope it's not. I, I, I'd, I'd love to continue to enjoy his yeah. Loki. Or they reintroduce him as kid Loki, which was a thing. Oh, that'd be cool. 2000s. Yeah, that would actually be cool. So, Just a kid because yeah. that way you can, you know, you still basically if you do that. I can only see them doing that if we're losing Tom Hiddleston um, as a way to recast Loki to bring him back Mm -hmm. as kid Loki. Um, Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So outside of that, I think that's the episode. It is. It is. So D, where can the fine folks on the internet find you? Um, You can find me pretty much everywhere you look at d underscore flawless um twitch.tv slash d underscore flawless twitter the d flawless uh tiktok instagram the d flawless youtube d flawless um putting out banger after banger no um just <laughs> <laughs> no, I, was, I was gonna say you're putting out like your tiktoks are like blowing up <laughs> you know we're, we're just having a good time we we do stream full-time at twitch and uh we put out a lot of content so Find me on the internet. Have fun. Who are you, Dan Finity? Oh, hi. Uh, my <laughs> name is Dan Finity. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and the TikTok at Dan Finity, where the eyes are else. You can also find me on Twitch three days a week, twitch.tv forward slash Dan Finity, uh, where I mainly play Destiny and uh, help you with content and stuff. Uh, also, currently on the Planet Destiny podcast every hey. Sunday at 7 p.m. as well. If you like talking about Destiny, uh, go hang out there, twitch.tv forward slash planet underscore destiny. Outside of that, I think that's an episode. What what kind of hashtag do you want to run with? Uh, glorious purpose. Glorious <laughs> purpose. Gotcha. <laughs> Perfect. We'll see you guys next week. Bye.